School of Countdown. And we get a countdown. Uh, the the Millie boys have moved platforms. Uh, so thank you to Riverside. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to dive right in. This is really a quick hitter for, for all of our fans, listeners. We wanted to give you a little bit of something for 4th of July uh, coming up. If you're traveling anywhere, travel safe. Um, be safe with your fireworks. And we're going to give you a few things to chew on for the upcoming fantasy season. And then uh, AB's recommendations for how to perfect the perfect 4th of July. Um, so without further ado, let's dive into some fantasy here. Love it. This is great. Love that it. countdown kind of brought me back to our very, very uh, beginnings, our origin with the, the the software that shall not be named. Wasn't there a countdown clock? Zencaster. Zencaster. Oh, was... We're not a sponsor. we got to stop mentioning those guys. <laughs> well, Riverside... Riverside has been reaching out, and it's finally time to, to cross over. Um, yeah, so I, I'm excited. Um, so we're going to go over a few like of the year bets um, and odds, guys that we like, and then we're going to take a look at fantasy, you know, not sleepers necessarily, but like overrated, underrated, why are they behind this guy, et cetera, and then we're going to dive into some fun. So... Um, anyway, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Alex, welcome back. Actually, let's start off with MVP. Who's your MVP this year for the upcoming NFL season? I mean, smart money is going to be on Mahomes again, right? As long as he stays healthy, he's the favorite. I mean, it, in my opinion, it's very unlikely to be anybody but a quarterback, as always. And I yep. would just, if I was betting, it would be Mahomes. Do you think that, like, there's going to be voter fatigue? Like, we kind of saw it with Jokic a little bit this year. Um, mm-hmm. in the NBA, and we've seen it in the past. Like Brady didn't necessarily like he wasn't always the best statistically, but um, we've seen it with other quarterbacks. I think people are might be a little bit of Mahomes fatigue. I think. Yeah, no, I see that. I think people will come in, and you know, they really want to create that almost rivalry with Burrow, right? And they're going to want to yeah. push him higher up in the rankings. Yeah. I mean, how many did how many did Brady and Manning rotate winning for like a chunk of time? There was a like all of them, right? So Brady, I think Manning won like five or six. Because um, he couldn't win any titles, so they said. Oh well, that's Manning because guy. he had he was also the head coach. He didn't have a whole oh, thing. Okay. <laughs> 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 but, um, and the offensive coordinator, but um, I, I have a good, I have an answer. So I'm coming at this from the um, gambling value lens, as always. Sixth, I guess we'll call it seventh best odds, Lamar Jackson. Um, yep. He's won an MVP before. He is on a team with an offense that has a brand new offensive coordinator that wants to open it up. They're going to throw the ball a bunch. He's going to get back to being explosive and creative. So, um, I don't know. AB, where are you on Lamar Jackson? Is he is he a guy we're going to be playing in DFS this year, or are we, are we staying away from him? Where does he fall in our bucket? I'm very intrigued this year because I, I think everybody thought there was no chance in hell that he was going to return to Baltimore. And now yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he seems to be all in on them again. Um, so he's either going to truly have bought in to the system and the franchise, or this is just going to be a failed experiment of trying to make somebody stay somewhere. So yeah. initially, I'm, I'm out, to be honest, um, until proven otherwise. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean... He's done it before. He can do it again kind of thing. But you never know with these MVPs. It's risky. Um, 
What, what, were, what were we going to go to next? We were going to do Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you have somebody for that? Did we lose Gibby here? Yeah, he's just stoic. He just doesn't yeah. want to uh, – <laughs> he's just waiting on us to give him something worthwhile to to jump in on. Just nothing to contribute yet. Well, for my Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think it's a safe pick, but it's going to be Dijon's Dijon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that feels right. They're going to run the ball a ton. Um, it's hard. I think, don't think there's a lot of guys that aren't quarterbacks that can win this award. Like, I'd have to look at this. I don't really know what the back background is, but I'm not sure when the last Offensive Rookie of the Year was outside of Jamar Chase that wasn't a quarterback. I mean, there probably was a running back in there. But I think um, – I mean, depending on how many games he plays, Anthony Richardson definitely has that upside, but that team's not going to be any good, so he's not going to win an MVP. Um, Falcons could make the playoffs, which would make Bijan a pretty good pick. Um, Jameer Gibbs has an outside shot, I think, but there's no quarterback. Lamar Jackson, you guys were going off about uh, as part of rolling out this new platform. Apparently, I'm going to talk to Riverside. They've been throwing everything over the, the fence to us. And a big, uh, big podcast doesn't want us to succeed. They don't want us oh, to succeed. Look at this. So, offensive rookie of the year. Where where are you guys landing? I landed at Bijan's Dijon. Right. I think that he's yep. got the highest chance here on that team. He'll uh, even you know stack up there for rush leader. Right. <clears throat> Potentially. Yeah. He's obviously most obvious, but I think he's most likely too. It's one of those scenarios. I don't really see that many other guys that can win. Like I guess Bryce Young could win it because he's going to yep. own that team from day one. Um, Richardson, I don't think, who knows? He might not start the whole year. Stroud could also, it's going to be a quarterback. JSN's not going to play enough to look. Yeah. And like, what, what does it take for a wide receiver to win offense rookie of the year? Like a hundred catches and there are too many mouths to feed there. There's DK, there's Tyler Lockett. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so I looked at the odds, Maddie, to flip the script on you. Um, Bijan's plus 250, which is not bad for not a sure thing, but like the most likely scenario, right? Um, Bryce Young's plus 500. So I think like if if you're spending 10 bucks, spend uh, five bucks on on both. And, you know, you should come out with, you know, at least $25 on a a $10 bet. So, yeah, I. I know a lot of people do bet these futures. I don't bet them only because I don't have the patience required to yeah. let the money yeah. sit there. Like, there's you no don't want them in your account. Like. Yeah, you guys know me. I need instant gratification. So I, I like the idea of betting futures, but like team or player futures, I don't really bet them. I have but a hard enough time with a four-day golf tournament. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> a season-long yeah. bet. Yeah, no chance. So um, so one going back to the MVP, I really like Trevor Lawrence. Um, we'll get into this when we start to look at uh, playoff odds and and over-unders. Yep. I, I'm bullish on Jacksonville this year just because of the division they're playing in, their schedule, um, and he's plus 1,400. And I think if there's anyone other than Mahomes or Burrow, I think he might be making the leap and people get really excited about it. I think Herbert already kind of made a mini leap. So there's not going to be the, oh, my gosh, this guy's arrived. I think that's like Trevor Lawrence has that narrative behind him. Well, um, maybe they have a coach focused on football and not everything else. So Yeah, and not lap dances in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah Kicking his players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, defensive rookie of the year. I mean, we don't need to spend. That's me. Uh, yeah, go for it, Al. 
That's All it. Right. It's going to be Christian Gonzalez. And I couldn't <laughs> wait to talk about that. <laughs> this is tough because Gibby hates that, but he loves cornerbacks. So it's a yeah. real conflict right now. I do, but you miss Devin Witherspoon. But, um... Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to, as you start firing up your Madden dynasties, I want to I keep a running total of how many Patriots you end up with on that team via trade and or free agency. Let's be transparent about that with each other. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, not many. Uh, maybe a couple <laughs> interior offensive linemen and yeah. uh, depth at safety. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I've got Anderson um, from Houston or Jalen Carter in Philly, and it could be anyone, right? Like, But Christian Gonzalez, I think his odds were like he was the third highest odds to win defense rookie of the year. I also just think on the outside. this fits in with Belichick's defensive yeah. scheme so well. If you want a longer shot, Lucas Van Ness has a pretty clear path to being that guy that racks up eight to ten sacks as a rookie, and they just tend to love to give those guys the award too because it's yeah easy. Yeah. And Green Bay has nobody else, and that team is going to be ball control, defense oriented. So he's not a bad like he's like seventh or eighth best odds, but he could end up racking up a bunch of sacks, and they tend to vote for those guys. So who knows? I get it. Um, all right, moving on. Okay, um, the leader in rushing yards in the NFL this year. Who do you guys like? Al? I'm going to keep riding my uh, Josh Jacobs train. I know Ooh. that it's going to be hard for him to continue after the season he had last year. Um, Is he going to hold out, though? So that's so, – so when are we if we're getting into the upside, like he was one of my guys that I think has the most downside this year because he might hold out and they they – he wants to get paid. He knows he's got one more left. So I don't know. Those guys generally tend to get I'll paid. I'll be fair. I'll be honest. I'm not fully up on that situation. So but who that knows? would change who right knows? Yeah. If yeah. he get money too, like McDaniels is desperate to do something. So I don't know. Is, like he hasn't signed his qualifying offer. So no. there, there have been rumors that he's going to not sign his qualifying offer. It's going to get pulled. Yeah. Vegas is going to sign Dalvin Cook. And for like six million a year, instead of paying Josh Jacobs twelve million a year, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I like your pick, Alex, because Josh Jacobs would be a perfect running back for Sean Payton's offense. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> you know what's tough too about these? Um, you were saying earlier, Gibby, like you know, plus two hundred, plus three hundred is good value. I think most rushing yards is actually pretty simple. It's going to be Chubb. They don't yeah. have a backup. They didn't bring anybody in, and at this point in the year, if you you know, we do this every summer. If Zeke or Fournette end up there, it's too late. It's July. Every team has basically told those two guys, you're washed. We have no use for you. Right. So they're not taking carries away from Nick Chubb. And all they have behind him is a couple of rookies they took in like the fifth round. I mean, he's just a machine. I saw him. AB, did you catch him yesterday by chance? Uh, just absolutely ruining a squat bench for like 660 pounds. No. The bar was so heavy that it was almost bent down below his shoulders, and he did a rep with it. So, I mean, that's the strongest man. He's got the best thighs at the right I worry backs. about that level of strength um, compared to agility, though. Yeah, well, we have to take a look at that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, I don't know. He'd be my pick. It's easy. He's plus 450, and he's probably going to lead the league. I like that logic to an extent. I think running back, that's the one, one of the few positions. It doesn't matter when you come in. Like, yeah. you, can, you can come in and – October, November, and still have an impact on the team and just pick up the playbook and like, okay, you're either going to the two, four, six, eight, one, or three gap. Like, that's it. Um, and and so 
with that being said, I like uh, Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley are the two guys that, that interest me. Um, running backs that play with rushing quarterbacks, um, not that Daniel Jones is, but um, Anthony Richardson very well could be, uh, tend to see a spike in their production efficiency levels. So yeah. I think that that could be the case. Um, receiving yards, who do you have? So this one I feel like is the toughest of all of them because scheme changes throughout the year can change these things and it can happen pretty quickly. Um, I think the Bengals are going to throw for a billion yards. So I think Chase and Jefferson are both decent options. Honestly, I think it's going to be Cooper Cup again. Stafford seems healthy. There's no reason for them to be back there if they weren't going to plan on chucking the ball. There's nobody else to throw to. Literally no one else on that team worth throwing the ball to. I think he's going to just settle right back in. Like He's going to be the best value in fantasy because people always forget about those guys after a down year. I don't see how he doesn't lead the league in receiving if Stafford's healthy yep. all year. That's the, that's the caveat, right? But, I mean, he's going to get fed like 180 targets. Like, how is he not going to lead the league? And he's he hasn't gotten worse. His skills haven't declined. And their defense is, is not good. Awesome. I mean, they have Aaron Donald, but they have like, no secondary. They shell of themselves now. He's not and even they're going to be playing from behind. And yep. – you know, quite a bit. They're going to need to chuck it. I, he was he was my number one pick too. Al, yeah, well, no, and I'll agree that the Bengals will have a very powerful offense, but they spread that ball out, right? There's yeah, you know, three strong receivers there, so it's hard to imagine one of them being the the passing or the receiving leader. It's yeah. hard for me to want to stay away from Tyreek Hill, be just because his yards after catch and how fast he is. You know, I know that his quarterback isn't as good, but I he can make things happen with little to nothing around him. I think the quarterback play isn't the problem. It's like, is he going to have that quarterback for the entire season is the right. only problem. That's yeah, it. But I, maybe I think you're spot on. Like, I think he can do it again. That offense is electric. I just, I don't trust two in a play even more, any more than like 10 games. Yeah. So it's yeah. tough. And I, so I, I think two is getting to overrated, underrated in our fantasy um, talk for full year. Yeah. Does anybody uh, overrate him? I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's, I think he's massively underrated by the general public. Okay. I, I really do. I think um, when he plays, he's efficient as, as anything. I know some of it's the weapons, but he hasn't had an offensive line. He still doesn't really, but like his first year, his number one receiver was like, it wasn't even Cedric Wilson would have been the number one receiver. Um, I think Devontae Parker played like three games. He was coming back from a massive hip injury, like mm-hmm. not Bo Jackson level, but up yep. there. And um, and yep. it takes a year to get back. And then two years ago was really his rookie year. Last year was year two, and he excelled when he was healthy. So, um, But he's not one of my uh, overrated, underrated guys. Trevor Lawrence is rated number eighth in terms of like ESPN quarterback, rankings in fantasy for full year. Um, I don't see it. I think, uh, I think he should be right around five. I think there's going to be a drop off. I love Jalen hurts. Um, nothing against him, but I don't think he's going to be number three. I, I think Trevor Lawrence finishes in the top five. So he's my, my underrated. Any, anyone for you guys? Mine's Herbert for basically all the same reasons. Um, yeah. Only only difference is, I mean, last year was obviously a down year. We went over it. He was injured. The team was kind of a little bit of a mess. But Kellen Moore likes to throw the ball. 
and they drafted a receiver in the first round and Keenan Allen has a little bit of juice left. Like you, if you get one good full complete wide receiver, one season out of Allen and Mike Williams together and Quinton Johnson is the deep threat that plus Eckler underneath like Herbert healthy. I don't see how he doesn't finish in the top five in those categories. Yeah. So I think they're both good bets. Lawrence, like yeah. I'm going to stay away from quarterback here and go with uh, a running back. And I think Eddie is going to be overrated mm-hmm. this year. Ooh. I think he had a couple of spike games last year, but then we saw what his true production was when he went, you know, four or five weeks with under five points in fantasy. Um, yep. And so I just don't see him being consistent this year. I love that pick because they, people forget, they drafted him to be sort of like a satellite plus back. They never drafted him to be like a workhorse. That wasn't really mm-hmm. what he did at Clemson. Like, I know it was a different regime, yeah. right? Urban Meyer, but I think his archetype and like the type of player he is is not a guy who's going to play all three downs consistently and they drafted right. a good running back like high in the draft bigsby yeah. was a third round pick so you yeah. don't know if it's game planning or what but he you know we saw it he disappears for months at, or about a month at a time during the season yeah. so yeah i think that's a great pick yeah I like that people love love the idea of that offense to gibby's point and so they just figure i'll take the running back but i think mm-hmm. he's gonna end up getting 60 65 percent of that work and it's not enough to be like an elite fantasy option so i love that it's a good pick I agree with that. Running back, so overrated quarterback, uh, Daniel Jones. Everyone has him at number 10 overall. And, like, take the chance. Don't don't draft him. Draft Anthony Richardson at 16 and draft, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers for someone as, as insurance. Um, I'll, I'll pile on to running back. Uh, one guy I think is underrated, and Rick's going to like this, is Khalil Herbert. So 36 <laughs> running back going off right now. Um who is the running back they signed? Deonta Foreman has had yeah, like eight weeks of production in his career. Um, yeah. Khalil Herbert's got juice. He's electric. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, so anyway, any running backs for you, Manny? Herbert would have blown Montgomery's production out of the water with the pace he was on before he got hurt yeah. and missed eight weeks. Like it wasn't even a question. They were starting to give him more work and they realized he was way more explosive than Monty was going to be the plotter. So I love that pick. Um I think people have, I don't really like him as a player, but I think people are way too down on Najee Harris. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of Jalen Warren talk, but like, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's going to get the bulk of that work. Pickett's not going to chuck it around. Matt Canada runs the most boring. Like the only person who ran a worst offense last year was, was our boy, Nate Hackett. So yeah, I think they're just going to feed him. They're going to dump. He catches passes. He's not going to be sexy, but like he, he feels like this year's Jacobs. Nobody wanted him last year. Everybody was yeah. out on Jacobs. He was boring. Everybody figured he was washed. They got excited about Zamir White. I think Najee Harris is going to have a big year, and people aren't going to realize it, and it's going to be a perfect opportunity to trade him for what he was worth when he came into the league. And yeah. got Offensive lines improved through the draft as well. Yep. Um, yep. They want to establish wide, wide receiver. Al. Or Matt. I can see it. Matt, who do you got? So I think my answer from before, like Cup is going to be ironically great value. Um, yep. I think Diggs will have a big year. It's a squeaky wheel situation. He's been rumbling mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, he wants to be more fe- – like he was pretty featured. The guy had like 150 targets last year. But um, I think he has a big year. I think, you know, in terms of like – there's a lot of guys who have tons of upside, but I think a guy right. with a bunch of downside that's not really being baked in is DK Metcalf. So my – my quarterback, my offense in general that I think will be less valuable is Seattle. And I think it's because they've very clearly telegraphed that they want to run the ball. They don't want Geno throwing as many passes as he did. Yeah. 
he started to fall apart second half of last season. He yeah. started to kind of fall. So I think all of those receivers are going to cannibalize each other. They still love Tyler Lockett. He's not dead. The style of play he has. He's good. He's good at football. He's going to play, he's going to play for a long time because he's he doesn't get smoked. He doesn't take hits. Like right. He's slippery. So I think DK is like routinely drafted as like a top 10 because everybody loves how big he is and how strong yeah. he is. He hasn't even outproduced Lockett in the last couple of years. So I think that whole offense needs to be downgraded a little bit. The team will be great. The offense is not going to be a fantasy like boon like everybody wants it to be. So uh, I won't go that far with I think I think they're taking a step back as a team in general. Sure. Um, but uh, Keenan Allen is my guy. Um, like, A, can he stay on the field, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's another wide receiver we already mentioned, but I think um, there's he's being drafted as the number 16 wide receiver, and I think that's really risky. I think he might be, like, by the end of the season, top 25 at best. I like George Pickens. I've been hearing hearing the training camp chatter, the, the OTAs. They love him in the OTAs right now. So uh, Pickens is my upside guy. I do have a um... – I have a bonus addition that's going to upset Rick, but it's just facts is DJ Moore. Like people love DJ Moore and they'll draft him way too high every year. I mean, he's gotten, he's had year, he had a year, two years ago, we had 163 targets and he still finished as the wide receiver 18. The bears aren't going to throw the ball. They were second to last in the league last year. They're not going to get much higher than 20 at that best. I don't know where people think he's just going to magically become a top 10 receiver. It's like he got traded or excited about fields. I, Having him finish outside the top 10 receivers and points is such an easy, easy, easy sell for me. Like there's yeah. no world where he finishes top even like 14 probably. So I think he's a guy you can get some value for if you play in like a dynasty league and you're looking to trade him before the value sort of falls off a little bit. No, he's going to be my pick. I think if I was looking at anybody just from a high ranked receiver perspective, um, someone who I had trouble with consistency on the past would be CD Lamb. Yeah, um, and just that Cowboys offense continuing to have consistent, powerful games through the course yeah. of the year. So if I'm just if I'm drafting my league on a yearly basis, I'm staying away from him in a top pick situation. Yeah, what do you guys think about one of the most fascinating things I think this year is the Eagles. So obviously they lit the world on fire last year. Easy schedule. Schedule is now harder. But does that mean they're just going to have to throw the ball more because it's going to be a challenge? Like, where do you see, like, what's that offense going to do? Where do you think they find? The end of the year, where are the Eagles offense in terms of efficiency? Where are they going to end up? I think just about the same, right? Like, their their running back situation didn't really change much, right? Nope. I, I mean, names have changed, but production. I would improve. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, if anything, they improved. Um, their receivers are exactly the same. Um, and there's enough to go around for Devon Smith, who I think is going to get better and better. Um, he's only in year, what, three? Um, or he's entering year three. A.J. Brown's elite, um, and then Gusecki's one of the better, best five tight ends in the league. So I, I think it's – and their offensive line's good, and then their defense is excellent. So I, I don't – there's just so much depth on that team. Like, yes, their schedule's a little bit harder, but, like – when you when you have when you're like the Chiefs, the Eagles, the you know those elite teams, I think your schedule being like ten percent harder doesn't matter. Um, it, it just you know it, it it all equals out at the end. But um, yeah, I don't have to hate them as much anymore because Miles Sanders no longer on the team. So <laughs> we can't. We're we gonna make a pact to not. With, 
Oh man, we're gonna have to pick him at some point because of the volume. <laughs> we have, have to have a conversation about that because we need to move on from our Sanders hate. But it's it's there. All right. All right. So there's your your taste of uh, July or June um, fantasy football. We need to make a quick transition. Um, Alex is going to walk us through uh, July 4th and what makes for a fantastic July 4th celebration. America's holiday from America's best friend. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's a simple formula here. Anything by the water, away from big populations, with fireworks and coolers of beer. It's an e- it's an easy win here. I mean, I want to be around like ten to fifteen people max, right? In a at easy access boat situation, and just have a, a grill and a cooler of beer, and I'm good. What's on the grill? Yeah, uh, for Fourth of July, it's gonna be. Grilled chicken, hot dogs, hamburgers. I think yeah. that's it. That's a that's a keep it simple, right? Like don't overthink it. You're right. Like get on some water, get some classic foods, like find a way to maximize the amount of time that you get to be just chilling doing nothing by a body of water. Is that kind of the overall? Exactly. No plans, yeah. uh, no agenda. Yep. Just roll Perfect. with it. Yep. Yep. But it's easy for me to say that too, because I don't have kids, right? So <laughs> no, there's no one pulling me in any direction. Yeah, I think it's right. It's true either way, though. You should find a way to make that a priority in the summertime. Happy, hey, people that are close to water are happier. That's a fact. That's science. We've talked about this yeah. before. So we have. The only way you can do it the holiday wrong is to be in a very congested area around too uh-huh. many people. In my opinion, yeah, you don't no city fireworks. Yeah, no. So listeners, don't head into the city. No fireworks uh, around large buildings. It's got to be over a body of water. Um, You know, beer, burgers, dogs, maybe seafood. Maybe you you want oysters, you want, you know, lobster roll. Like, that's perfectly fine. Um, Yeah, this would be a big lobster weekend, and they're cheap around here right now. Yeah. So where where are we we at on... um... Parades. Have we talked about parades? Oh, parades. We haven't we haven't gone into parades. I don't mind a Fourth of July parade. The other parades, I'm out. Um Fourth of July. But why are all parades in the morning? Or in the morning and also in like 85 degree weather? I know. It's too warm. You're standing around just watching people on floats and I don't know. Our, our I'm, parade- as you're talking about this, I'm literally thinking about what the price point is to actually get me to a parade. You know, what well, you'd so, have to pay me. And I don't know that I can come up with that number quickly. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, Gibby, a parade's for children. Is that yeah. what okay. I think. I think mostly, yeah. I or can't you- imagine spending any more than 10 minutes at a parade and not wanting to stick my head into a wood chipper. There's nothing there. <laughs> like, there, it's for children and, I guess, like, veterans, maybe. Or, like, yeah. I don't know who else that's serving. So, then my follow-up, Gibby... Is there a way to convince your kids that parades are dumb before they get into them? So I think there are a million ways that we can celebrate veterans and the sacrifices they've made and everyone that we celebrate during parades. I think we could do that a million better ways than yeah. just standing on a main street in a town on uh-huh. both sides. Jamming and just, traffic up. Come on. Right. Like <laughs> ripping up traffic and... Um, 
Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of productive things that we could do. We could also figure out a way to donate to these organizations. But yeah. I agree with you. I think that um, parades in general, like, what's the end benefit for a kid? Maybe a popsicle? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, my happiest memory is having candy thrown at me on the sidelines, right? Uh, when parades would go by. And I can't imagine this day and age we're still throwing candy out. And like, there's an element here that I'm I'm not trying to gloss over. Of to AB's point, you know, you sit by a parade route hoping somebody throws something to you, and if you don't, you take an L, which is sad for the kids, but also <laughs> a part of life. So I understand that element, but honestly, if we're talking about ROI on our time, parades are stone worst. There's no no world where that's fun and anybody's getting enjoyment. So I'm going to be very anti parade for for the for the rest of my life. I think that's a stance that I'm comfortable. We don't usually get into national politics, international politics, <laughs> little town politics yeah. on the show. But I am fine with um, with us taking a stance against parades. Yeah, I don't think that's politics. I think that's just good human citizenship. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it's it's independent. It's adjacent. It's adjacent politics. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, gentlemen, thank you, uh, everyone. If you are listening while you're driving, drive safe. Have a have a fantastic Fourth of July weekend and week. Um, and we will be back with a lot more coming in August. We're gonna get ramped up for fantasy football season, NFL season. You'll see the over unders, and we'll celebrate our one year anniversary for one night in Pinehurst. So, wow! Um, thanks, hey. everyone. Thanks, boys. Happy Fourth. Thank you.